Hey, welcome to week 16. I hope you're having a good uh, time. I hope life is going well for you. Uh, even in the struggles, uh, I pray that the Lord is with you and, and uh, guiding you and you feel uh, some security and certainty in your walk. Of all the things that believers have asked me about over the course, uh, really of the past 40 years, maybe, maybe uh, less, and what they presently even talk about, it's, is, it seems to be there's a lack of uh, knowledge or insight on how to live one's life. The choices of occupation, if or when to marry, how many children, um, how to spend your free time, what kind of cars to buy, what to do with the time that you have. Now, we know the scripture gives us 10 billion pieces of advice of how to live as Christians and, you know, how to be obedient, how to, you know, to God, meaning how to love and to walk by faith. We get all that, so you got to kind of incorporate those ideas into the answer. But people really struggle. Christians struggle greatly with the idea of what to do with their life, with the life that God has given them. Uh, some people really perseverate over, should I just devote my time full time to the service of God? And the answer to that is always. Always we are devoting our full time to in the service of God. But that doesn't mean we don't have careers or that doesn't mean we don't, uh, you know, purchase cars or go to the grocery store or raise children and, and, and play sports. I mean, God gave us life, right? And so we have this thing in our hands and it's really fascinating how difficult this life is when we are trying to balance it or, or put God first. For so many people, in some ways, this is really similar to what uh, philosophers have uh, titled the uh, existential crisis, where you're confronted with your existence. That's where existentialism gets its name. You have your existence. You stand on the Kierkegaardian uh, edge of a cliff, and you look at the chasm before you and you say, what am I? Who am I? What do I do? And, and in this sense, as a Christian, we say, what will please God? Do I have to be in official ministry full time in order to be right with him? And are the only people who are pleasing to him really pastors and preachers and reverends and, and bishops who, who have uh, gone in and studied him and, and teach him full time. Actually, I think that on them is, is, uh, is really more of uh, the onus of life to do it right, uh, not so much a reward. I think the reward for the life lived is given to all people equally by God. Whether you're a corporate uh, scion or, or you're uh, an inventor or you're a trash person or you're a nurse, whatever you are, I think God sees us all equally in how we approach life. And so I just want to share with you something really short and succinct that came to me. And I would advise this to you in how you choose to live your life. God gave the earth flowers. You choose to pick them and put them on your table or not. Some people aren't flower people. Some people are. 
God gave them to you, putting flowers on your table that God has bloomed from the earth and loving them doesn't make you a better Christian than those who don't do that. It's just, it's an opportunity that God has blessed people with if they want it, if they relate to flowers. God gave us chickens. And there are people who say, I will go and I will take the chicken's eggs and I'll make an omelet. And there's those who don't. God provides, God guides, we choose, we live. Because you use the chicken's eggs to uh, fortify yourself doesn't make you a better Christian or a worse Christian. It's just something God has given you, like life. You are deciding whether to put flowers on the table or to make omelets with the eggs. If you choose to, he's blessed. If you don't, he's blessed. It's not one thing or the other. God gave us trees. Some people go and they hack those trees down and they take lumber and they build houses. Some people let other people go and, and chop the trees down and make lumber and make them houses. And some people don't live in houses at all. God provided. He doesn't say, I only love those people who make houses or live in houses or eat eggs or appreciate flowers. He's bestowed because he's a giving, loving God upon the world these things and you, made in his image and having the freedom to choose, can participate in such things or not. It's irrelevant. We could go on. God gave us all minds. We have the capacity to a certain extent or another to think. And we have been given the capacity to make choices. Sometimes we make bad ones, sometimes good ones. Sometimes people don't like to think. They never read a book. They never consider concepts. They go through life just barely thinking and they just, do, they just are acted upon by life. God doesn't love them less. If you choose to think and use your mind and make good decisions, you seem to have a better outcome than someone who doesn't think, but it's up to you. Does God say to somebody who grew up on a prairie, lived in a cabin that was made for them, did nothing but feed goats and dies, you are not loved by me, but somebody who builds a house and eats omelets and flowers and uses their mind to really contemplate the existence, does he love them more? No. So I'm saying it all this way so we can relax with God and what he desires for us in our lives in terms of output, in terms of choices, in terms of lifestyle. We take our thoughts and we use them wisely or we don't, right? And then we can come to God gave us time. Everybody has been given an allotted amount of time. It's precious. Some people squander it. All they do is watch TV. All they do is go to amusement parks or whatever, take drugs or whatever it is. And some people take their time and they say, I want to use it a little better in, in terms of output. 
and I want to devote my time to learning. I want to devote my time to serving. I want to devote my time to understanding the things of God. God makes it open for everybody, right? Does he love you differently if you focus your life on learning about him? No. Do you benefit if you focus your life by learning of him? I think so. I would promote that. So if somebody is an engineer, somebody's a doctor, or somebody is a, a trash collector, I would say the same thing. I would make sure that if you care about God, that you devote some of your time to knowing him, to pursuing him. And if you don't, then enjoy the life he's given you because it is a gift. Finally, when we come to this, God gave us his son and he didn't give us his son conditionally. He gave us his son unconditionally, gave him the God so loved the world that he gave. So people again choose, like they choose flowers, eggs, homes, education, good choices and bad. They choose to incorporate the victory of his son in reconciling them to God or not. He loves people who have said, I don't care about what he's given to me in his son. Now for believers on the son, that's hard for us to even imagine. In fact, most people would never even say that. They say, oh no, God is displeased with them. God has given out of love and he loves his creations. And we benefit by choosing his son that he gave and placing our faith in him. Those who don't are still loved. I'm putting it all this way so we can just calm down. It's all about liberty. That's why we're called Christian Ultra Libertarians for Truth. It's all about the choices that you are led to make. Now, final thing. I believe God will lead people by his spirit, empower them in accordance with the desires of their heart, if those desires are in accordance with his will. And so when you bring him into the mix, it helps you in achieving the things, the desires of your heart. I think it's a tough road to hoe when you try to achieve things and do things without him. Not that you can't. I mean, Jeff Bezos has achieved a lot without God, I'm guessing. God's not in his life. I'm sorry, Jeff, if he is. But uh, what I'm saying is, with God, things are better. They can be harder. They can take more patience on your part. But with him, I propose to people, you do far better including him in the desires of your heart than not. So... Let me work backward. I think there's great blessing and benefit to someone who sees the flowers and rejoices that God gave them and cuts them and puts them on their table out of gratitude and praises God for the beauty of them. And I think that they people put God first for giving us chickens and eggs and, and milk and dairy products and beef and, and, and wheat and all the foods that we have. The, uh, avocados and everything else, that it's not just, oh, look what's here, eat, 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 mine, mine, mine. It's my goodness, God, you have blessed us. And I think there is uh, great things in, in a Christian humbly looking at 
the lumber and the trees and the world and the cosmos and the oceans and the rivers and the lakes and streams, the snowfall, the rain, the sun, the clouds, storms, clear weather, all of it and, and, and bringing it to God and, and having in our heart a gratitude for what he's blessing us with. And then also with our minds then that we give him credit when he gives us inspiration and leads us out of dark paths or saves us from ourselves. See, so it's all kind of a perspective. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you drive a truck or, you know, you give tickets. What matters is what are you doing in that experience relative to God as a Christian? So if someone comes to me and says, I just don't know what to do to please God with my life, I say, you put him first, you follow the desires, you look how you're made, and you honor him through how he's created you, always keeping the priority of him first. The rest of it's irrelevant. If you're a ditch digger who makes $5 an hour, or you're a doctor or a lawyer who makes $250,000 a day, it's irrelevant to God so long as he is primary on the throne and the focus of your heart and mind. Have a great week. Love you.